With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. That is the best intro ever. <laughs> but nevertheless, Apostle um, Graham, I know you can hear me. I don't, I don't think you're on the computer yet. So uh, I'm just going to start without you until you're ready. I'm so here. Okay, I'm here, but come on. What? I just can't get you know on the computer, I mean. but I'm on the phone, so let's do this. Okay, well, you've been on the phone all day. You work at a call center, so that's not nothing new. But <laughs> Wow, go ahead. With, with, all, with all that being said, once again, welcome to everybody um, who has joined us on TalkShoe. Um, thank you, guys. And if you did not know, we are doing this every other Monday. So it's not every Monday because it was kind of too much uh, for Apostle Grant. I didn't want to put that much on her. You know, I could take it, but she couldn't take it. So I had to switch it to every other Monday. And if you all so want to believe that, you better use your discernment. Go ahead. I'd give a dollar to anybody who's a failed discernment right now. Excuse me, what you say? I'd give a dollar to anybody who's a failed discernment right now. Anybody can spell it. You I know. Right <laughs> oh, God, he just came for y'all. Y'all let him. Oh, my God. Does that, does that mean I win? Does that mean that I win? Did anybody okay. tap me in? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Wait, we 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 gotta take it. We gotta take it. Let's see who this is. Who that is? Who that is? is Spell it. I can spread this army. I knew it was you. Go ahead, go ahead. He don't count. No, no. Go ahead, spell it, brother Jesse. Let me see. D I S C E R N M E N T. Yes, because you use that word too much. You cheated. So send him his dollar. All right, Brother Jesse, I owe you a dollar in ties, okay? I will give it to you. Don't do that. A mess, anyway. But with that being said, um, Star 8, Star 8, you guys, if you, if you are new to with us, I don't talk to you, Star 8 will get you online with us uh, to join in. Um, we will be switching also, just for you guys for future reference, we will be switching um, from talk to over to a another hosting site called uh, Blog Talk Radio. Yes, yes. So we'll be switching to Blog Talk Radio. It'll be more, um, you'll like it. Let's just put it like that. You'll, you'll like it. Uh, I like it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys will like it. Yay. It'll still be every other Monday to give our possible rest, but um, we'll make sure that we, we we still do that. So, with that being said, Apostle Grant, how was your day? How'd it go? Huh? I said, with that being said, how was your day before we get rolling? You know what? My day was wonderful. All right. Awesome. Awesome. I'm not going to lie like you just did. I'm going to say my day. <laughs> so... And that's what gets on my nerves when people lie like that. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Uh, we ain't even rough. in the topic yet. Go ahead. No, we're not. But mine was rough. Mine was rough. But today we're going to be uh, simply talking about a topic uh, that we just came up with today. What gets on your nerves? What gets on your nerves? What just, What is the hardest thing to you? What bothers you the most? What is just, what is just a burden to you? And you just hate doing it. You hate dealing with it. Something that other people might not even see. Well, they think that, oh, oh, your life is simple and your life is easy, but you got this thing in your life that you just like, wow, I really, I don't like it. I don't like it. It bothers me. 
it gets on my nerves. And so we're talking about that today. Talking about what's the hardest thing for you, what gets on your nerves the most, uh, period, in everyday living. If you uh, want to join us, as I said, it is star eight. Star eight on your phone to join in. If you are in the chat log, we will see you. Um, but nevertheless, Apostle Grant, Hmm. Let's start. Let's, let's start with you. Since I'm since I'm hosting today, I guess I get to ask the question. So we gonna we gonna start with you. We gonna start with you. What what do you what name me? Now I'm not asking you to go through a whole list of your life and name everything that that gets on like, the list. you got time. I'm good. Right. But just, just give me. Let's start with one thing. What's what's one thing right now that you would say is probably the hardest thing for you to deal with, or that just just kind of bothers you the most? Right now, lately, honestly, it has been. <sighs> Oh, God. Okay, let me put my disclaimer out here. Um, don't ever take me personally. This is just my thoughts and how I feel. No offense. I don't mean it personally. But sometimes ministry, mm-hmm. period. Sometimes, you know, when people don't understand the things you go through in ministry and it gets under my skin that you can preach to a people and they never change or it gets under my skin that, you know, you can label with a person and it just don't matter to them. They're going to keep lying. They're going to keep doing what they do. They're going to keep being messy. They're going to keep living the way they want to live. No change. And it frustrates me. It frustrates me because you don't know how I'm speaking for me. I ain't going to talk for leaders. So you don't know how much I cry in ministry. And I'm not just talking about Judah. They're extended people that, that I can honestly say that, that I used to be close to and used to be cool with and used to labor with and used to pray for and used to be there for. But when you don't see no change, you begin to think that your labor is in vain, and it causes you to back away. It causes you to just pray from a distance. It causes you not want to call and check on them because you know it's going to always be a woe is me. It's going to always be a lie. And if people don't think you know that they lying to you, that gets under my skin when I know you lying. And the Holy Spirit won't let me bust you out. <laughs> Can't even lie to you. I'm a, now, we're being real. I ain't at church today, y'all. So we're being real. I mean, real talk. <laughs> wow. For those of you who just joined us, I've seen some more people uh, jumped on. We are talking about what gets on your nerves. What is the hardest thing for you to deal with right now currently constructed in your life? What just bothers you to no end? Um, and it just, it just annoys you. So, uh Star 8, if you got the new people that just logged in, Star 8, if you have anything to chime in with. But I, you know what, Apostle Grant, I'm going to say, I'm not going to agree with you that that's my number one, but I will say trust and believe, I understand. I but I won't get into my number one just yet. My number one is coming later. I'm going from the bottom up. Oh, well, you got me beat, so I'm firing off number one as soon as I'm in the shot. <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, go, let's, let's go to the call all real quick. We got somebody calling in. Let's see what we got. We got Go ahead, Carla, you online. Yes, my number one pet peeve is when people use the N word. Huh. <laughs> I can't. You know what? Let, let me ask you because you said that, and I, I'm curious. I want to throw this question at you. Does it matter to you who uses it, or is it just the I had that thought, yeah. <laughs> just the idea of anybody using it because people died so that we wouldn't be called that. And wow. it was a lot, so I don't feel like it's appropriate in any context from oh, wow. anybody. Okay. I like that. Right. I like I that. And she told the truth because truth be told, you know, you, 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 I, and this is me. This is me. 
Um, I've been all over the place. I have grew up on the south side of Chicago. I've been out in Wilmette, Illinois. Uh, I don't know if you know what that is, but I've been out in Wilmette, Illinois. Um, I moved to South Holland, Illinois. I've uh, lived in Arizona. I've been all over the place. So I've been in what we call, quote-unquote, white neighborhoods. I've been in what we call, quote-unquote, black neighborhoods. Um, I don't. And I've heard the word used on both sides, if I can be honest. Um, I've heard it used on both sides. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to be genuinely serious with you because this is one of, she brought up a good point. I don't like it. And this is me. I don't like it at all, but I really hate it when black people use it. I'm, just, yeah. I'm being so serious with you. Yeah. Because when I walk down in the streets of Chicago, or Jerry Jesse, you know, he over there close to uh, Illinois, he's in uh, Indiana. But you walk down the streets and you hear black people call each other this name all the time. But as soon as somebody of another skin complexion says it, it's, it's fighting terms, it's fighting words. Right. And that doesn't make sense to me. How is it a term of endearment between two black people, but now it's a racial slur? When a, when a white person uses it. That doesn't well, wait make a minute. Sense. But wait a minute. That's just as bad as females calling each other B. Yeah, it, exactly. That exactly. under my skin. Because you let somebody else call you a B, you're ready to fight. But that's your girl. No, I'm not your girl. I'm not your B. You're not going to call No, that's not my name. That I never always got on my nerves. Never understood. I can't remember too. My, uh, my wife would tell you, one of her friends would call and call her that. And I'm sitting here looking at her before we really was married or anything. And I would look right at her and be like, are you kidding me right now? Like, if, if I said that, you would probably try to fight me. Like, you would buck me in the head with a bottle or something. You would go crazy. <laughs> but now, because this girl said, and that's, I hate this double standard in this world. It's like one yeah. person can say something, but another person says it's a problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, black people kill black people all the time, but a white person kills us a problem. It's, right, now we're rioting. Right, right. Exactly. Can we set one standard? If you don't like the word, you don't like it from anybody. If you don't like killing, you don't like it from anybody. Let's not take it one-sidedly and not – we became like Pharisees and Sadducees where it's okay for certain people but not okay for others. That makes no sense. No sense. And so I agree with Sister Tawana. I hate that word with a passion, and you will never – I don't think as long as you've even been talking to me about the you've never heard me use it, and I will never use it. I don't like it, but, I mean – Now, what's your biggest pet peeve, Pastor? You ain't no – well, look, Mr. Wanna have to share something to say. I can't mm-hmm. do it. Uh-huh. What's your number one? Uh-huh. My number, you know what? Mine is personal, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. It is personal, and it's a touchy subject for me. Um, uh-huh. As you know, and everybody else probably knows already, um, I hate to fail. I hate failing at anything. I hate it. And so if anybody was to ask me, you know, what was my number one thing, I, I don't feel like I failed, but I hate it when – Oh, look at that. I'm saved by a caller. No, you're not. Uh-huh. That right now. Hold yes, on, caller. Wait we a minute. Go, go no, ahead, we Pastor. Gotta, we got to go to the call Pastor, Pastor. We live in America where statement. the people's vote counts. I have to get the people in. Pastor. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Okay, I'm serious. No. I, I just, what's the hardest thing for me, and I'm going to be honest, and I hope some of my members are on here so that they can hear me say this, because I hear people say all the time that obeying God is difficult, and they be like, oh, Pastor, but you don't understand, but you don't understand. Well, let me be honest with you and tell you right now, that is my number one pet peeve. Being obedient to God is difficult. That is, that is my most trying test. Um, you know, e- even recently when the Lord was on my back about, hey, quit your job, quit your job, quit your job, <coughs> you know, I-, I took the job because I want to be able to take my family out and let them be able to have fun, and I hate them having to feel constricted or stuck, like they can't do anything or have any fun because we don't have any extra money. And most of our finances go towards ministry, go towards helping people, helping pay somebody's bills, putting groceries on somebody's table, whatever the case may be, it goes towards that. Um, 
and my members will tell you the ones in Arizona will tell you, like, you never see Pastor walk around in a fresh suit or a new haircut. I'm usually looking like John the Baptist in the wilderness with a beard and <laughs> just I'm crazy. Um, but truth be told, the hardest thing for me is to be obedient to God and wait for him to give me what he promised. That, that is hard. That is hard. And it, it is annoying to me. And I feel as though, and y'all don't get me wrong, I love the Lord, and I'm not trying to be prideful or anything, but I always tell him, I say, Lord, I've done everything you've asked of me. Like, I've done everything you've asked of me, and I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for promises that you promised me three, four, five, six years ago, and I'm still waiting. And it eats at me, and I always remind myself, okay, you know what, Jeremy, Job was, was, had all these issues. The Bible never says how long Job went through those issues. We don't know. It could have been one year, two years, three years, six years, ten years. We don't know. But eventually he got through it. And so my number one thing is just praying to the Lord, hearing his voice, and then having to wait for him to do what he said he was going to do and having to be obedient in the process. That's hard, especially when you've got a wife and kids who you really want to do things for and you don't want to overstep what the Lord has told you not to overstep. That, for me, that, that's my number one. That is my number one, and it takes its toll on me, on my body, and on my mind. It is, that's hard. That's hard. Can I comment on your number one? You say what? Can I comment on your number one? Go ahead. Remember, you pray. Wait, wait, wait. Are you are you gonna preach? No, I'm finna take. <laughs> did, did I put on the preacher's voice or something? <laughs> you, you you sounded like. Can I say something? Okay, but look, the Lord said. Now, <laughs> this, this is not Friday or Saturday or Thursday. So. I'm still gonna say what I gotta say to you. Go ahead. Every time I hear you say that. All I remember is, Lord, let the, all of them get it, and then I'll get mine. <laughs> so anyway, you want to take the call now? Go ahead. I do. Thank you for reminding me of my <laughs> prayers. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I love uh, you. We're going, we, we going home. We're going to Illinois. Let's see what we got. We got, we got. I'm done talking to you. We <laughs> I love you. Go ahead, Carla. Go ahead. Pastor Jay. Pastor Gray, how y'all doing tonight? There go, my brother. Right. Hey. How's it going? Yeah, I like this discussion. But I guess what really ticks me off, I'm going to be honest, is phony people. Oh, yes, sir. See, I ain't got to go down my list. He got me right there. Okay, that's another one for you. It's just, if, if you're going to be, like I say, uh, I hate people that I know that talked about me behind my back. Mm. All of a sudden, the day they want to come and be my best friend. <laughs> All right, that that's my tech T. You know, mm-hmm. you if you if you ain't gonna speak to me Monday, don't speak to me Tuesday. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and, and, I, and I'm dealing with that, bro. I'm dealing with that, but you know, like I say, I got it to a point where I don't need to speak to you to pray for you. That's so, true. That's true. Pray for you. I still love you, but you ain't gonna talk about me Monday and then be my best friend on Tuesday because it ain't gonna work. Pray for me. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question, Mr. Conrad. I'm curious. Um, yeah. Because I'm sure a lot of people got that, you know, phony people. Um, how, do you, how do you deal with that, man? Do, 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 you, do you call them out on it? Do you just go take it to God? How do you deal with it? I, I, I deal with that on a level that I know what they are. I know who they are. I know what they are. So I know how far I can go with you. I don't turn my back on you. I don't. How can I say snap off or nothing? No, that, that's 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 beneath me. But basically, I I I know what level you on. I know who you are, so I know how to deal with you on that. Okay. So that's how I deal with that. 
So you 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 limit how you deal with. See, I'm asking for me now. <laughs> so you limit how you deal with them because I've always been a very confrontational person. And there are certain people I really wanted to say, look, I know you said it. Just, just quit lying. Hey, quit lying. But I, you, you know, you ask me I deal with it, Apostle Grant. I don't look at that person. I look at that spirit. Ah, okay. Because one about it, if 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 that spirit can get to you. It would jump from person to person to person to mm. it. So I rebuke that spirit, mm. but I love that person. So that's why I mean I know how to deal with them. In other words, I know I can't tell you everything. After work, man, you can't go hang out. No, you're not going to come to my house. No, I see you in the street. I love on you. I say, hey, bye. I'm praying for you. And as they say, I keep it moving until okay. God honestly delivered us. Okay. That's how I okay. deal with that. I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate that, sir. Appreciate that. You know what? And we all, uh, you know, all men nationwide strive to be like Minister Condre Hall. Um, <laughs> and I guess we, our we, women strive to be like my sister, his wife, and sister Nikki, yeah. baby. Because I mean, you know, the Lord, the Lord couple. leaves. Uh, they, the Lord leaves good example. You know, he leaves. He leaves people for us to follow. So <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, like what do you say is true? And I'm gonna go back to my. Days before I was Pastor Jay, Prophet Jay, Jay, anything before Jay had a Facebook, um, <laughs> I, I I wasn't that. You know, if, if you was around me and you was like real one of them people, I was quick to tell you like, look, I already know you did it. I know what you said. I'm gonna need you to go on. So my wife will tell you. You know, before we got married, I would tell her to her face all the time. Girl, I know it was you. You know, go sit down somewhere. Go go about your business. Go home. As a matter of fact, go home. And uh, I was just never one to really. I don't like playing the. I wasn't good at playing the game. I guess and. And as I got closer to the Lord, I learned patience, um, long-suffering, temperance. This is Brother Jesse Gabby right here, the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, that helped to tame me and to teach me that uh, every, everything said don't need a response. You know what I'm saying? Everything that somebody lets out of their mouth or every action that they do don't need a reaction or a response from you. You know, um, that's a law of this earth, that every action uh, has an equal and opposite reaction. Well, in the eyes of God, every action don't need a reaction because we have when they try there. to provoke him. Yeah, uh, we, we do. We do. Because I but that, is, is that not what we got you for or got myself or got other pastors? Well, yeah, but us? even leaders got to grow there. Because like I said, I used to be a very confrontational person. And I'm still, like, I, I strive to be like Minister Condre. Well, but see, like I am, I'll pray for you. I'll deal with you. You ask me to pray for you, I'm going to pray for you. Am I going to sit on the phone and talk to you? No. Am I going to just be kicking it with you? No. Are you getting ready to know all my personal business? Not at all. So when people say she acting funny, is it really acting funny? Or is it me seeing you for who you are and because you want to continue to play the game, I am not playing with you. Since I can't do, see, the only call would just come for you. That's real. I would just come for you. I would tell you, don't lie. I know you did it. I know you said it. Why? I ain't going to argue with you. Just know I'm through messing with you. I know we got a call. I want to ask you this one, this one last thing here. What do you do? And um, I should have asked this while I'm in the comedy online. What do you do when the very person that is being phony knows that they're being phony to you, they know that you're acting differently towards them, and they know why you're acting differently towards them, yet and still they don't change? What do you do with them? But do they really? Well, I ain't going to say they don't know. They know what they're doing. What do you That's do with well, for me, I mean, and it could be the wrong answer. My brother can chime in and say, Apostle Grant, you're wrong and rebuke me, and I'll take it from you. He's the only one on this line that can rebuke me. Let y'all know that right now. Outside of my pastor, so don't even try it. For me, 
Um, <laughs> if, <laughs> so if I'm wrong, y'all correct me. But for me, and it may not be right because I'm this apostle or whatever, I'm just not going to deal with you. I'm not going to play so this you game with cut you. Them off. I can't say, okay, let me say this. Because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm somewhat in that situation. Have I completely cut the individual off to the point that I don't talk to them? To the point that if they ask me something, yeah, I'll respond. I pick and choose when I'm gonna respond to. But I'm not gonna play that game with you. It takes too much energy to play that game with you. Then it puts me in a bad position. It puts me in a bad place. Why? Because now I'm being phony with you. I've been delivered from that life. I'm not going back to that. I ain't about that life. Okay, Tamar. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Let's go to the line. What's that show my wife watched? What is the name of that show? The ladies know that show with Tamar and them. What's the name of that show? Um, I don't know because I don't watch TV. Yeah, I, I don't know it either, but whatever. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go. You are, you are online. Go ahead. Um, the thing that I don't like is I got a lot of stuff I don't like, but, <laughs> y'all, oh, my God, let me keep it real. I'm going to keep it real. I don't care. One thing that I don't like is when people try to play me for a fool or try to play me or because they think I don't know what I'm talking about. I can see straight up through liars. So please don't lie to me because I'm going to tell you you lie. I can't stand it when people <laughs> lie and act like I'm slow. Man, I'm not slow. I will research everything you give me. I look up everything. Like, I research. She's like her mama. I'm, I'm a person. I, play, I pay attention to close detail. Like, yep. I will sit here and analyze something, and I can tell what's the difference. Like, so I can't stand when people just try to play me or whatever. They try to, uh, they must forget I got the assignment. And then another thing is people try to play me because I'm young. I mean, even though today my first year anniversary in ministry, yep. Yeah. <laughs> but they try to play Congratulations, me. congratulations. Happy anniversary. <laughs> they, they, they try to play me and act like I don't know what I'm talking about. They ain't like I don't know how to preach. Like, baby, don't be still here trying to do me like that. Y'all must don't know who I am. I'm not cocky. I'm just confident because I know who God called me to be. I know who I am. But please don't play me. Please don't try to play me for a week because I ain't weak. And I'm about, I'm just not the one to play with. I can't stand when people be lying and stuff. Like, I can't. I ain't going to say I hate to lie. I hate when people lie. And then when you ask them the truth, they could try to lie again. Like, just be honest, because I know you're lying already. Yeah, one lie. You gotta, girl, you got to keep telling lies to keep covering yeah, that lie. And I already know. I, mm-hmm. I already predicted the next lie. I already wrote it down on paper. She might say, like, this and this. And then I'm going to say, mm-mm, I know that's wrong, because I already wrote down. <laughs> uh, people don't remember that you remember stuff. See, I'm good for telling you, no. You, and, girl, and, and I'm good. I'll ask you the same question. i ask you something right now. And then I'll wait. We could be talking a month later, and we'll be talking about that same thing. I'll be like, mm, that's not what you told me. What you what said was What in the world is Sister Mikey She would love y'all two conversation right now. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, because real talk, you, I, 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 I keep in mind what you say to me. And so right. we're talking, and you change that story. I got a problem. No, that's not what you said. But right. see, I, I guess. I remember everything. Yes. Yeah. And then, see, I guess, too, 
I know a lie is a lie, you all, but then it's the level of lies that we do. The level Lord of have mercy. The level what of the things you lie about. Really? Where can I send my seed to? And I'm not going to throw it out there because I don't want nobody to say I'm talking about nobody, and I'm not. But I'm, let me talk about Nicole. That's what I'm doing. I'm putting Nicole under the bus. I used well, to wait, like... Before you put Nicole under the bus, well, I can't call you Nicole Apostle Grant. Before you put Apostle <laughs> yes, Grant under can. the bus. No, I can't. You're not going to get me in trouble with Nicole. Um, <laughs> and so before you put yourself under the bus, I just want to, like, we all talk to you. This is the one time we get to let our guard down and be honest. So we all know that... If it's bothering you, you're talking about somebody because somebody's done it. So we're not going to say, oh, I'm not talking about nobody. Yes, we are. We're talking about somebody. <laughs> I mean, not on this. I don't know if they're on here or not. Let me quit. I don't know who on here like that. Go ahead. <laughs> but go, go continue. Continue to talk about a possible And thank you, uh, Minister C.K., for, for bringing that out like that because it is true. <laughs> well, no, because uh, I was just going to say it's the level of things we lie about. Everybody knows my testimony. Everybody knows that Nicole has been raped before. I mean, Apostle Grant has been raped before. But before rape actually came, I used to speak that on myself. I used to lie about that. I don't know why I thought that was cute. It wasn't nothing cute about that. But so it's the level of things that I think. And like I said, I know a lie is a lie. But, oh, my God, when, when, when will we quit lying? Yeah, it's the level of things we lie about. Like, I don't know if anybody remembers the story, the little girl that cried wolf. She cried wolf so much that when she was told the truth, nobody believed her. Mm-hmm. And then we're the saints that know how to discern, because we fall right into the lies you tell, and we won't even discern that you're lying. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's you know that's a pet peeve, man. I didn't got. Mm. No, you okay? You all right? Um, star eight, star eight. If you guys want to chime in, star eight. We are gonna go. We got Indiana is lighting up the scoreboard yeah, right now. Yeah, so they represent, go, ain't they? We are gonna go to central and then we are gonna head out to northwest. So <laughs> let's go in that order. Go ahead. Oh, think we did we lose it? Hello. Okay. Did we do? Did we lose it? I don't know who stays in Central Indiana. As I can well, think. Did you change your mind? It might have been Sister Tawana. I'm not sure, but okay. we'll, we'll get, if she comes back, we'll get her. Okay. Uh, let's, let's, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. I believe the other one in Indiana that I know is Brother Jesse. So let's give it a shot. Is that you, Jesse? Yeah. All right. So what's going on? Uh, I was listening to a uh, apostle was saying. I have a question. Um, well, a person's present life. Contradict a person's past life, is, is they considered a liar? Hmm. Wait, say that question again. You trying to be deep. Hello? This is where we keep it real, Brother Jesse. We're not being deep now. Go ahead. Like, for example, um, I was taught that before in the past that, uh, it, it, let's, let's say I was uh, develop, uh, get to know this young lady. And when I get to know a person, I just lay out my whole life, past and present. But I was taught lately that that should not be the case. If God forgave me, that I should not even bring up my past life. I but let's say I, I begin to share with a young lady about uh, who I am right now, and suddenly she finds out by my past life, and she considers me a liar. Hmm. I don't, cause, well, this is my, <laughs> again, everybody don't think like me. I don't believe you're a liar, but I believe it's that because as I get to know somebody, I'll tell you about my past a little bit. This depends on where we're going. 
but you're not getting ready to know everything about my past because my past is behind me. If I'm using it as a testimony and not as a place of just staying there and remembering it, that's different. That's different. I'm going to add to that real quick. Um, Let me ask you a question, Brother Justin. You you read your Bible. I don't know if you read it from cover to cover or not, but I'm sure you have at least one. Trust Um, me, he know it. (laughs) With that being said, um, let's talk about Jesus. That's all we're going to talk about. We ain't going no further. Um, Jesus healed a lot of people, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. So let's go, to, let's go to the Roman soldier who he, he uh, you know, healed his servant. Yes. Do you, do you feel as though uh, the Roman soldier knew all of Jesus' life? Probably not. No, he didn't. Okay. What about the woman with the issue of blood at the well? What, do you think, that, do you think mm. that she knew his life like that? Not at all. Nope. What about the disciples? Do you think that they knew him? Nope. Who do you think had a real clue about who he was? About what he was at at at, at that moment, at that present time. I mean, Based on his testimony. Okay. So my thing to you is, and I'll, I'll disagree. I'll, who do you think knew him better? Let me ask you that question. Who do you think knew him better? Out of those people, who do you think knew him the best? Ooh. Out of the, <laughs> the Roman soldier. The women they used blood and the disciples. Who do you think knew Jesus better? Probably none of them. You don't think not, somebody got to be knowing better well, than others? The disciples think? should have known him best, but probably didn't. I guess the, okay. I, I would say the one that uh, that had uh, that were considered that had the greatest faith in him, like the woman soldier. I'm gonna go, huh? I'm gonna go with the disciples because he okay. sat down and ate with them. He okay. shared things with okay. them that he did not share with others. And the reason I'm telling you that is, you gonna end up dating some people. And this is where, and I know we ain't talking about this, but I'm about to save somebody's uh, relationship life in the future. Um, you are going to end up dating some people who you're going to lose out on because you talk too much. Not you, people in general. Um, we get in relationships and we just tell them everything off the bat, okay? And when you do that, it scares some people away. It, like, frightens them. And so not every time you get in a relationship do you have to pour out every day. You know, back when I was three, you know, I was molested. Okay, why am I telling you this? You know, certain things don't need to be said. Now, as I start to develop a relationship with you, now I can start to give you a little more because now we are on that level. It's kind of like uh, 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 when you walk with, with Christ. You've been with God for a while. I have as well. Um, uh, as, you, as you begin to get closer to him, he begins to share more mysteries of godliness with you. Um, he don't share all that with you when you first come to Christ. When you first learn about him, you, you don't know everything. But as you start to get closer to him, he starts to leave you a little more, a little more, a little more. Does that make God a liar because he withheld from you? No. It just lets him. He's, he's a genius because if I pour everything on you, you're probably going to run away. So he, lets you, he gives it to you piece by piece. And so it's nothing wrong, Brother Jesse, with, for example, like you said, getting in a relationship. And, yes, I'll tell you what you need to know. And then later on down the road, as we get deeper in a relationship, I'll give you more. If we get married, I'll give you more. Um, we have kids, I'll give you more. But I'm not going to give you everything up front because then I'm literally pouring out too much in a cup that might not be able to hold it. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yes. Okay. It's so, funny you no, said that, though, because I don't make you I a liar, though. But go ahead, Paul. I said I, it's funny you say that because I done seen it happen and I done done that and I done did it. Like somebody poured out, somebody... Somebody gave me all, it's like, when you meet somebody, you get the little butterflies or whatever, and you're talking or whatever, and you just want to talk, 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 talk. And somebody told me some things, and at that moment, me just meeting them, I was like, hmm, about all that. <laughs> you know, it, it was too much that I couldn't handle. 
And then when I think of my own life, sometimes, dang, I done been through some stuff. So I don't, I could barely handle it, me telling somebody all that. Like, the first day you meet them, please. So you're right. I mean, that that's a learning curve. You're right. Yeah, I mean, you just, like I said, uh, my wife, when I first met her, she didn't just come out. My wife, you know, if you've been on the wise of power, y'all know her testimony, so I'm not, you know, putting on to out there, but she's on the front street or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I first met her, the first thing she said was not, you know, hey, my name is, you know, LaShawn Jackson, and I like to drink and go to clubs. That didn't happen. <laughs> you know, she did not warn me beforehand. Um, I knew none of this. And so <laughs> as we started to date and I started to see certain things, I was like, woman, where did this come from? Oh, you know, <laughs> you know, I do like to drink with my friends every now and then and stuff like that. You know, but I don't blame her because she knew that if I – thank you. Uh, uh, <laughs> my sister, Dan, yeah, she had to tell me. She said it's, it's Braxton family values. But um, – with, with all of that being said, it's just certain things you do not just pour out in the beginning. You, you can't. You can't. So um, save in somebody's relationship in the future. Just, just don't try to spit out everything in the beginning because you will lose them. You will lose them. Um, second thing. Oh, wait. Do we have? We got a caller. I think I don't know if I – is this Brother Jesse Thiers? Did you have something else to say, uh, sir? I don't think so. We lose everybody from Indiana. We got some issues going on with the line, though, too. Yeah, either that or uh, the Midwest is having some type of storm as usual. Yeah. I don't live there, so I don't worry about it. I don't either, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> but second thing, Apostle, you, you, you brought up, you, know, you said you're going from the bottom up. What would be your next? Um, well, a lot of people didn't already say it a lot of times, so... Um, I guess this would be the same thing, so I can't say that. I mean, it just ties all up into everything. A liar, living a lie, um, um, pretending to be something that you're not, like that fake phony, I don't like that. And you know what? I think what also gets under my skin, and, and this is just minor, and you, and I know people are going to be like, that's minor, and it really is. But for me, if I tell you I'm tired and you call me and I tell you I'm tired, I'm chilling. You really don't want nothing. I talk on the phone all day. Everybody know my disclaimer. I don't want to sit on the phone and talk about nothing. Hmm. But then you just act like you have no care or no thought that I just said I'm tired. That bothers me. If I'm on the phone with you and you tell me you're tired or you're busy and I just keep talking like I didn't hear what you said, that bothers me. That gets under my skin as well. You know what? I I can't lie to you. That I I I know that that's a part of ministry. That's a part of uh, leadership and and all that. I, wait, wait. I'm gonna get Minister Jacaylee in real quick. <laughs> Go ahead, Apostle Masai. I can agree with you about the uh, calling the people calling you, and even though they're just tired and you and they want to go on and on and on and on, and I'm like. I try not to be rude. I don't want to be rude because ministry don't sleep, in my opinion. But, hey, I'm tired. I don't want to talk to you on the phone, and you're not talking about nothing. And then sometimes some people call me with the same problem. Oh, my God, yes. Same thing. And your advice is not going to change. Exactly. It's not going to change. Because I'm tired of you calling me. <laughs> the same thing. 
every day, all day. It's not going to work. God ain't going to give you nobody else's husband. God ain't going to, uh, if, if this boy in a relationship, let him stay in a relationship. God ain't going to snatch him out of a relationship for you. Like, people call about some of the most irrelevant things. And while I'm saying this, let me go ahead and say something else. It, it really gets under my skin when people try to be mean. I mean, there's only one to take it, it gets on my nerves when people just try to be me. They try to talk like me. They try to use the sayings I say. Like, just get your own thing. You can't be the whole dealer if I'm the whole dealer. And you know it real if I got this dog on thing tattooed on my chest that say hope dealer with this cross. Like, be yourself. God made you to be you, not me, because if you understood the hell I go through, you wouldn't want to be me no more. <laughs> And I will. I'm going to second that. Um, I'm going to say it a little differently because I, I I agree with you both. My, I, but it's like I agree, yet I love ministry. I don't. I absolutely. But I just want you to listen. <laughs> I, I I get that. Uh, yeah, of course we do. Um, but I I think. Okay, let me put it this way. There is nothing worse than for you to be doing ministry. And then um, and, and feel like you're not getting anywhere. Okay. And feel like, okay, so it, I don't know if you have experienced this. When I, my first time in ministry, of course, I was getting annoyed, and I'm like, oh, my God, people keep calling all the time. But the minute it stopped, I was like, what do I do with myself? What do I do with myself? I don't know what to do with myself. I mean, I understand so, that aspect, but, I mean, when you're, are you, okay, call me with a different issue. I'm not going to change what I'm I, telling I you. I, and you're not. You're not. I get that completely. I'm not dismissing what you or Minister Jacqueline are saying. I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, just for me, I guess mine is a little different. I got a little a curve to mine because you can ask me the same thing over and over, and I'll deal with it. No biggie. I think my problem is not the fact that you're calling me you um, with the same thing over and over. My problem more than that is, I guess when I'm down, and you never, you never call to encourage me. You know, you. You, you, always, you just call only with your problems. And I don't care if it's the same problem that we went over with last week. I'll go over with you again this week. But I just I don't want people to think that leaders don't also get tired because we do. We oh, do. wait, though. And, go ahead. They do call and check. I can't. Not for me, personally. Hey, Apostle, how you doing? I'm a little tired, I'm, but I'm all right. Apostle, what did you call to really dumble me? Or did you call to really think I was doing it? You see what I'm saying? But that's not calling the check. That's you're not calling. Oh. You, what you are doing is you're checking. You, you know, I take that back. You, you did call it. You called to, you call to check the temperature of the water and see if you can dive in or not. That, that's what it was. But that's so, what I get. So I don't. I get the calls to check on me, but I get the after you check on me, it, it, you just dive in. And that's. I think that's that that hurts. I don't even understand it. Because when I'm going through something, you'll never know. And, you know, people, people, most people around me do not know if I'm going up or, up or down. Um, I'm pretty steady. I'm pretty steady throughout my walk um, in my ministry and in my life. But I do have moments where I just wish to God, like this today, I'll be honest with you. I sat in my garage, I just cried. I sat on the couch in the garage, and I just cried. I said, I said Lord, this is, this, I, I'm going to tell you exactly what I said. Though. I said, this sucks. This sucks. And I, I, I kept going, and I'm like, Lord, I, why I say that this sucks is because, I can call somebody and say, hey, you know what, the Lord, I've been, you've been on my mind, you've been on my heart, something wrong with you, what's going on? And I'm like, but that rarely ever, ever happens on my end. It's once every blue moon that'll happen, um, 
it's happened more frequently now because of, because of uh, Minister Taylor, but really, honestly, that's about it. And, and well, no. Yeah, now she'll call me. Yeah, she. Sister Charvette will do it, you know, as well. But what I'm saying is it, you very rarely get the same reaching out as you do for others. It, that very rarely returns and comes back. And that, it doesn't really make me mad. It, it just bothers me. It just bothers me um, that I can be going through anything on a day-to-day basis, and all we really care about is, hey, Pastor, got a question for you. What, what, and I'm like, okay, all right, I've I, I got to deal with it. But we're going to go to Illinois. I think we got an Illinois back. We've been having all types of issues tonight. So. Yeah, we have. <laughs> go ahead. You want to mess with me, Pastor? What you talking about? He said we got an Illinois back, and he having all type of problems. No, oh, he said. No, I am having all to my phone. I was about. To, I wanted to come in on brother just question, but I had my phone cut off and all type of other crazy stuff. So that's why I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was saying because we have we have people in and out the whole time we've been online. So I'm like, it must be. I couldn't even get on earlier. So it's like a lot of phone things going yeah. on. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. But no, is that for me to uh, respond to Brother Jesse's question? Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. No, no, I was just, I, I got a peep of the question where he was saying it, it's kind of wrong for him to tell somebody everything about his past when he meet mm-hmm. a young lady. But I right. just want to let him tell when, when when God brings that lady into your life, you don't have to worry about telling your past because it will just work his way out. Sometimes we think that it's good to tell everything, everything about us. But sometimes that'll scare a person away. So yep. sometimes we have to learn when we're dating. You know, when we start dating, we let you know we pray about it because we should be dating Christian style anyway. I won't say Christian style, Jesus way anyway. You know, and he will eventually, when that if that person for you, he will eventually start slowly bringing stuff out that needs to be known because everything about your past don't need to be known. Yep. But he will slowly start bringing it out. And if you let him bring it out, then he'll go over a lot easier. Then you say, I just want to pour myself out to you. Then all of a sudden you see yourself alone again and you wonder why. You know, and I was listening to y'all talk about ministry. One thing about ministry, and I I'm, I just heard y'all talking about the way people call and they blah, 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 blah. What a lot of members don't do, they don't pray for discernment for their leaders. Hmm. They don't ask God to give me the discernment for my leader. I want to know if my, my my leader is going through something. I want to know if my leader having problems. I want to know if my leader is sick. I don't need to call him. I just, Lord, I want to know. And when he started giving you that discernment for your leader, you'll start getting a call like, Pastor, you was on my heart. I am just want to pray for you. Or you'll get that call, you know, Apostle, I love you, click, and then hang up. <laughs> you know? And that's what we have to do. We don't have a lot of people really praying for the discernment for my leader. I want to I wanna, I wanna feel my leader pain. I want to know what my leader going through. I want my leader to know that if they got anybody, they got me to lean on. If they have nobody else, they would always have me to lean on. So that's what you I want. You know what? Uh, you know, I'm a, and I, uh, man, thank you, Mr. Conway. Thank you. Uh, you know what? Um, what's, what's, that, what's, that, what's that thing that people believe in? Reincarnation. I don't believe in reincarnation. But if I if I did believe in it, uh, Baby. I would honestly I would say, Minister Kaiser, you probably was you know right there next to Moses holding his hands up. That was that was you, that was you, and you just the same spirit just passed on down, and you ended up being uh, uh, Minister Kaiser Hall. I don't even know if I could call you Minister no more. I don't know. Um, but 
I, I, I'm not gonna call you what everybody else call you. I'm gonna just leave that alone. We gonna I'm gonna stay right here in my zone. I only call um, you. I call you anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm new to them. He can't say nothing to us. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably over there like for real. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, seriously. On a, uh, and I, I agree with what he said. I, and that's something that we we really don't pray for uh, on a frequent basis. I'm young, even myself. I never prayed. You know, Lord, give me discernment to know what my leader is feeling. I've never prayed that. Ever in my life, have I ever prayed that? I did. I would ask the Lord to show me um, how to be there for my leader because a lot of me and my leaders were close. So I wanted to be able to minister to them. I was armor bearer to many of my leaders. So I wanted to know how to pour back into them. I wanted to know how to take some of the load off. I wanted to know how to be there for them. So I can't lie, I did. I did. And now I guess I get mad. Because they would always say, you know, the way you treat your leader is the way your people would treat you. And I was like, all right, since I've been in ministry, all right. You know what, though? No, no. Uh, And this is, I am not defending Judah. Now, you know I love Judah. I'm not defending them either. And I love you. I'm not defending you. I'm just being honest. No, 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 no. When I say as long as I've been in ministry, everybody in Judah ain't been with me as long as I've been in ministry. But what I'm saying is, that no, nah, go ahead. We're just keeping it real, Pastor. Okay, then and we're going to do that. I, one thing I will say is when I first, first met you from day one, I was like, okay, Lord, you got a call on her life. I get it. You know, keep away from me, though, because, uh, you know, I don't know what baggage might come with this. And I told you I had baggage. I was going to unblock it and let you see what was in there. Yeah, I but I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to hear your mess. I wanted <laughs> the Lord to show me because you could lie to me at any point in time. And right, so, right. You know, I realized that. A lot of the times, even in the beginning, and this is one thing I, I praise you on now, and you hear me say it all the time now, mm-hmm. but in the beginning, I was like, you were not the greatest of leaders. I could tell you had your flaws up and down, mm-hmm. left and right. Mm-hmm. And, of course, um, some, uh, some of that stem that we talked about, I was like, some of that, some of your, some of even the people that are around you right now, not even just you, but some of them really are just reciprocating what they felt from you from day one. And so I was like, you know, hey, they picking up on you. It is what it is. And now I can obviously say, like, you know what, you've come a long way. And I defend you to the to the, the fullest now because I don't like it. You know, oh, well, we talk about what we don't like, right? So I can say this. I don't like it. And, and I'm saying this out in the open. If anybody has ever come to me and said anything about Apostle Grant, I'm, I'm pretty quick to correct it. I do not like, don't bring me no mess. It ain't the fact that, oh, well, that's because, uh, 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 they're friends, and they, they, they work in ministry. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the fact that if you're going to keep somebody in their path, make sure you fix yours first. Don't, don't sit here and keep on pointing out somebody's flaws when you've got a thousand of them and, you, and, and she's recovered from hers, but yet you still want to hold somebody down there. I don't like it. So I've known you when you were not so great, and so to know you now, it's hard for anybody to come to me and say, well, she's like this and she's like that. No, don't, don't bring that to me. Because I've seen where she came from, and I've seen where she is now. So I'm really protective over not just you, but any of my members, period. Because I just, I don't like it. You cannot come to me and bring me somebody else. Brother Jesse knows it. Brother Jesse knows anytime that he brings up past situations, I'm quick to say, yeah, I, I, I don't want to hear it. Because that's not you no more. Don't talk to me about your past. Either you're going to trust God for the now, trust God for the future, or you're going to sit there and die in what you used to be. And that's something that really hurts my, gets under my skin. Don't. Bring to me what somebody used to be. If you don't have evidence that they are like this right now, don't even talk about it. But don't I have a question for you then. Go ahead. Tell me why people do that. Like, why is it that people 
how can I put it? They they only want to see what you used to be. I mean, they can talk to you every day and notice that the conversation has changed or notice that you've changed or notice this and notice that. Or they are the very ones that try to do little stupid stuff to see if you're going to trip off. See, I can honestly say I thank God for you because every time I say, man, I'm finna, man, you be like, no, you're not. You're not finna go back there again. Oh, so you grin and bear. But why do you think people do that? Why? Why is it that people you know, can say, well, she used to do this and she used to do that. As it, and or the, the famous line is, I know her. You don't know her. Obviously, you don't. All right. I'm going to tell you a shameful part of my life. I'm so competitive, right? I am so competitive. And we're going to get, uh, who is this, that minister Andre? We're going to get him in, in a second. I am so competitive. I'm like the most competitive person you ever meet. You can't yeah. play me in Uno and think I'm going to let, let you win. You can't. Yeah. Uh, me and Brother Jesse, we go, we go back and forth with trivia questions and games and stuff. Me and Brother Darren played a game of Jenga um, a couple months back, and I was like, you're not going to beat me. You know, I just I don't let my daughters beat me, I, and one of them is two. I don't let nobody win. I just, I just don't like to lose. And so one thing I uh, 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 will say is I used to run races and stuff all the time. I used to run races and, and track, and I didn't like to lose. So if you even had a step on me, I was liable to trip you. I'm allowed for the trip you. It's just what I'm putting up, and you ain't beating me. Um, what you got to realize, Apostle Grant, is that certain, and I, I, my mother told me that she was like, boy, you look like the devil. You're just trying to make everybody fail. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. But truth be told, that's the enemy. The enemy is the accuser of the brethren. Okay? So what the enemy does, and, and people don't like this, but I, we don't talk to you. I'm not on Holy of Holies. I'm not on Judah. So tonight I can speak to you <laughs> the God honest truth, and I'm going to say it. Certain people don't like to hear this, but a lot of people got the spirit of the enemy in them and don't even want to acknowledge it. Because every time, any time that you got to bring up somebody's past and throw it in their face to try to get them to slow down, break down, bring them down, destroy them, anything, or remind them of who they used to be, that is the enemy who accuses the brother. That is what he does. Day in and day out, goes before God and accuses us, uh, us so to him about what we used to be and what we did in the past. And so if you find somebody that does that today, you realize, okay, this is not my brother right now. This is not my sister right now. They have a spirit on them or in them that is causing them to act the way they are acting. And so their goal or the enemy's goal is to get you to falter, to stumble, to fall, because you are getting too far ahead. And with that being said, that means I'll lose you. That's, that's, that's all it boils down to. And I want Minister Kaji to jump in on this because I know he's going to have some issues. Wow. So here, here comes wisdom. When you put it that way, wow. <laughs> God bless you. Leave me alone, but, but I, I agree with everything you said, Pastor. You just ran off. But, uh, Apostle, you keep saying why do people do that. And it's just like Pastor said, it's not the people. It's the spirit that's in the people. And one thing about it, we need to understand something. I'm gonna, I tell everybody this. You know, who called you to be a pastor? Who called you to be a pastor? Who called you to be a minister? Elder. God called you. So when you put your mouth on that, that elder, that apostle, you need to understand you saying God made a mistake because he chose you. And this is why when you go back into the book of Exodus, when uh, when, when uh, Moses' sister got stricken mm. with uh, leprosy, Miriam. it's because why? She put her mouth on the man of God. So when she put her mouth on the man of God, God gave her the spirit. You know, God put the uh, uh, disease of leprosy on her. So because when I was reading that, it's because because she was saying that Moses wasn't supposed to be a leader. Moses wasn't this, Moses wasn't that. She was really saying, God, you picked the wrong person. Mm-hmm. But really, she was making herself better than God. So really what we need to do when people begin to speak about negative about our leaders, we need to pray for that person that God will have grace on that person. 
because basically what that person is doing, he he's saying, I'm better than God. I know more than God. And God, you made a mistake. Wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I agree. I agree with that. I agree because anytime you question who God has put in authority, you're really questioning the one that put them in authority. You know, I completely agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. You don't get, and that's man. This is a touchy. This is this is a tough topic because you you've spoken to me before, um, where and Mr. Contrary has as well, where I might not agree with everything certain leaders do, and when I don't agree with it, I'm really careful as to what I say because you'll hear me say, "I'm not questioning them, Lord. I'm not saying that." You'll hear me say, "Like Lord, I'm not coming against them." But they don't act like you. You know, I will say something like that. Because I'm too afraid to question who God called and who he didn't. I'm, I'm scared of that. And so um, just because they don't look like me don't mean it's not like him. You know, there's many different sides to the Lord, but I, I, do, I do agree with him. There are going to be people that are going to say something about you, bring you down, whatever the case may be. But is it really our battle or should we just, you know, you leave that in the hands of God, realizing that with it all being said and done, you know, you're not really questioning me. You ain't really coming against me. You coming against the one that sent me and put me in authority. But, but at the end I, of the day, it does bother you. Well, at yeah. the end of the day, for me, it gets to me because it's not a stranger. It's people that were once in your circle, that was once close to you. There was somebody you may have called son, a daughter, or da 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 da. Somebody you've done. You understand? So it's not a stranger. I'm like David. If it was, you know, if it was an outside, it wouldn't hurt so bad. So it's like, I understand, okay, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, got you. I understand it's the spirit of a person. But when you've known somebody five plus six years, my God, when does the deliverance happen? <laughs> I mean, come on now, when, when when does the change take place? I mean, I'm just, it, ugh, that's something else that gets to me. I just, when does the change take place? When do you stop trying to make your business to knock somebody else down? When do you, I'm like my daughter now. When do you stop trying to be somebody else? When do you just go and head and drink your own cup so you can have your own testimony than to be trying to knock me down? Really? Hmm. You know what? Before I say anything, I'm a, I'm a, I know Minister Cowder, He this is his topic. I'm going to get him back in in a second. Give me one second. Go ahead, sir. Once again, I'm sorry for being on so much, but this this is the time. Oh, no, you're not bothering me. Hey, come on, bro. Don't do me like that. No, I, I'm good, but you were saying something. One thing about me, Pastor Jay, I'm not scared to go to the man who's in charge and say, I have a problem with you doing this. But one mm-hmm. thing about you, I won't go to my brothers and sisters and talk down about you behind your back. Right, right. So I don't have no problem with coming to you, but one thing about a leader, and I understand about the Word of God, I should see a leader in the Word. I should see, wow. I, I look at you, uh, uh, Pastor Jay, I see uh, uh, Elijah in you. I see a, 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 a Naomi in Apostle Grant. So I see the Word in you all. But if, if you're calling yourself a leader and I don't see the Word in you and you're not representing the Word of God, then I got an issue with you. Wow. Well, I don't have a problem with stepping to you and letting you know, look, man, you're not representing my father the way that you should. Amen to that. Because I should see the word of God in you 
and you should be living. So you got to understand, I, I, I was talking to a, a minister, a, a leader yesterday. He was a soccer coach. He said, my church gave me the time out to do this. And I told him, I went to I said, you know what? You probably doing more ministry on the soccer field than you do at your church. And he said, how's that? I said, for some people, you might be the only thing they ever see is the word of God is in you. Mm-hmm. And by you being out here, this might be the only time they get a chance to see what the word of God is, is through the way that you carry yourself out here. So it's just like if if, if we all brothers and sisters, right? If I'm your right. big brother and I see you doing something that my mom and daddy that know that you're about to get in trouble, then I'm going to discipline you myself before mom and daddy get to you. Yeah. So yep. if I if I see you clowning and you're not representing who God said that you're supposed to be, if you called to be a pastor, or whatever, I'm I'm not afraid to come to you and say, look, man, you're not you shouldn't be out here in this nightclub with this beer and your cigarette in your hand, and I see you on church on Sunday preaching. So you need to step off and get out of my face. <laughs> but what, but what, what, let me ask you this, Mr. Contra. Well, I got two questions for you. Number one, who is my favorite person in the Bible? Elijah. Okay, I was wondering if you knew that, but yeah, I, I love that man. Um, because you, you just said, you know, you remind me of Elijah in the Bible. I'm like, that's my favorite person. Um, yeah, you know, but I see him in you, though, uh, Prophet. I see, I see Elijah in you. I can see a Paul in you. I can see, I can the way that you live your life. I can see your life in the Word of God. Wow. Same thing with you, Apostle. I can see your life, the way that you teach, the way that you minister, even the things that you go through. I can see your life portraying in the Word of God. This is why it's so easy for me to listen to you all. Hmm. Okay, man, I, I, you almost lost, made me lose my train of thought. That was a that's that's uh, wow. accolade that I don't really you know thank wow. you. Oh, right. <laughs> wow, I could I don't know what to say, but wow, and wow. Uh, <laughs> right, but my second but I tell a lot of people. They said, "Well, how do you know a good pastor?" I said, "Number one, you know a good pastor by the way that you study." Because if you study the word, the word will show you who your pastor is supposed to be. But mm-hmm. if you're not studying the word, you have no right to speak on anybody. My God. Wow. So Mr. Cotterett Hall will be preaching on Thursday. I just want y'all to know. Oh, <laughs> my God. He'll be running talk to you for the whole month. <laughs> you know, y'all, just come on and come on back. And you can add Judah to every Saturday. <laughs> but I'm just saying, wow. I mean, wow. Right. So, and that's what we support. We are, as leaders, as myself as a minister, I count myself too. The most scariest thing in the world for me to do is wake up and look in the mirror one day and I see the old me there. Mm. That's the scariest thing in the world for me. That's wow. the scariest thing. Is to wake up one morning and I look in the mirror and I see my old self back. Oh, my God. Wow. Because right now I have, even all as a leader, we have so many people looking up to us and following us. Do you know if I make one turn, how many people are going to make that wrong turn with me? Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. I know that one. <laughs> so I tell anybody, if you want to find yourself a good leader, first find yourself in the Word. Then once you find yourself in the Word, you will find out who's leading the way God is calling the lead. Wow. Wow. I, so I want to, just a quick little role-playing game. You say I'm doing something wrong, you come and bring it to me, and you say, hey, you know, you ain't representing God, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to give you the, the normal comeback, all right? The Bible says judge not so that you be not judged. So could you not judge me? What's your reply? 
the judge not you need not be judged. Well, I'm gonna break it down. This is what you're doing. 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 I'm not judging you. I'm showing you facts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoo! Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm not coming to you off. See, one thing about it, Pastor Jay, I'm not coming to you off he say, she say stuff. I'm showing I'm you the word, that. right. I'm coming straightly from what I see. Okay, so now I got another question for you since you said that. Go ahead. <laughs> because you can tell somebody, well, you know, this is what I see. And what if they tell you you seeing wrong? I know somebody that will straight up tell you, what if your discernment off? What if that's because that's what you want to see? If I say that's because I want to see, then what you're doing allowing me to see that. Mm, okay. Okay. No, you got to understand something. The enemy is always going to, the, the, the enemy always going to have a comeback and a reply. And this is why, for me, I come in straight, direct, and to the point. I make my statement. I make it clear. I make you understand where I stand. That's it. It's no more conversation. Gotcha. <laughs> Wow. Okay. All right. Right. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I honestly, I agree with everything you just said, and I always tell people, you know, the enemy is good. He is good, and I, I say, well, I said it to uh, Brother Jesse, I think. I told him, I said, you know, if if you ever had a conversation with the devil, you know, and you had to tell him one positive thing about yourself, you know, the one positive thing I would give him, you good. You are a crafty little manipulator like that. I will give it to you. You know, if nothing else. I will tell you that because he can take the word and make you think he's right when he's wrong. And so it was you who I think I was talking to, uh, and that, you know, people, when they say judge not, that you be not judged. And I said to you, since anybody can quote the word, anybody can quote one verse, tell me what's the rest of it. Yeah. Tell me what's the rest of that. Because I have made a living studying that verse so that people can just not say it to me. And, and I never hear it anymore. Because if you say that to me, I'm going to take you through the whole scripture. I can quote it. Judge that if you be not judged, but with that measure, whatever judgment you judge, you shall also be judged, and with the measure you meet, it shall be meted to you again. And so I've learned the scripture literally, and I only only read, uh, I only quoted verse uh, 1 and 2. And so there's some more to that, but I I let people know. I said, let me help you out, brother. I said, the Bible says, the Bible says to me that I can judge you, but I can't sit there and behold the moat in your eye if I still got a beam in my own. So, right. therefore, if you're smoking cigarettes and I'm smoking cigarettes, I can't tell you to stop smoking because I'm still smoking. But if I have cleaned up my life now with holy hands, I can come before you and tell you, brother, you're wrong. And you can't say nothing. Now I have a right to say, it's like he said with the parents. If I leave my house, okay, trust and believe, my kids already know, daddy, do not play. I am not afraid of cracking a belt around here. I don't have any fears of that. And so if I leave my house and I tell Dee and Jeremy, the two oldest, make sure that Navaya and Eliza don't touch whatever this is on this table, all right? I'll be back. I got to go do a couple things, and I'm coming back to get you guys, all right? Sounds similar. Sounds like something Jesus said. I'm going to prepare a place for you. Here's my commandments. Here's my law. Follow them. I'll be back, all right? And so I leave, and I come back, and things have been touched, and things are missing, whatever the case may be. First people I'm going to go to is the ones that knew better. So I'm going to go to Didi, and I'm going to say, you didn't didn't stop them? You didn't tell them? And Didi now has to tell me, well, yeah, I did. I did. I let them know, you know, and they just didn't listen, Daddy. I did what I told them. But my problem would be with Didi is if she let them do it and never opened her mouth. Now she is just as guilty as the kids that touched it because I left you in charge. I told you what to do. You knew better, yet you didn't do better, and you did nothing to warn your siblings about the trouble that was coming. So now I'm going to get all of y'all. And that's the same thing with us. That's, that's why leaders are held to a higher standard. 
Because if Apostle Glenn does not warn her members or warn her brothers and sisters, then when her father comes back home, he's going to say to you, well, you knew what was right, you knew what was wrong, why didn't you correct them? That's what's going to be the problem at the end of the day. So I agree with, with what Minister Condrey just said. I do want to go back and touch on phoniness real quick, if that's okay. I want to go back and touch on that. Um, I, I want to ask you this question, Apostle. Is it, is it phony if I talk to you as if nothing is wrong, but I'm bothered? Are you bothered with me? I mean, does it have something to do with me? No. Okay, for example, you preach all the time when something's all, you, you are heavy, you're heavy, you're carrying a lot of weight in your heart, but yet you, you still get on that phone and preach like nothing's wrong. Is that being phony? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 well, no, you know why? Why? Because I ain't told you ain't nothing wrong. I'm just continuing to do what I have to do. I think I become a liar out when you ask me what's wrong, and I tell you nothing. Out. But see, we do. We've done that as well. We've done that as well. That you heard Somebody me just say out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying, I'm does that, does that, that make I'm you, does that make wrong? Ain't nothing wrong. I'm good. So are we phony by that standard? I think. Well, now that we're talking about it and the way we're bringing it out to me, I think we lie. It's easy to well, say, I don't want to talk about it right now, as opposed to nothing. Ain't nothing wrong. I'm good. You know, when you first okay. met me, that was my thing. I'm good. And I still go back there every now and again. I'm good. Right. And I used to, I used to leave you right there, like, okay, you did. Goodbye. And I would leave you right there. No, you, you didn't. You would yell at me first and then leave me there. <laughs> okay. Whatever. You know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm just saying, so, yeah, I believe that now – that we're bringing it that way, it's easier to say, you know, I just really don't want to talk about it right now. But are we going to respect, and not just me and you, but I'm saying people, period, will they respect you? Because normally when you say, well, no, nah, I'm good, I just don't really want to talk about it right now. You get people that go, well, you really need to talk about it. They keep pushing the issue. And then when you snap off, now you're wrong. I told you, I ain't want to talk about it. Leave me alone. So, I'm asking that because, um, well, not everybody, but most of my people knowing you know, um, this has been a it's been a really rough last week and and even today it's been rough. Uh, this weekend was rough. Everything just it just sucked all around. And um, you know, I, you I haven't really been on the phone today. I haven't really spoke to anybody. Um, been real quiet around the house. Uh, haven't said much around the house. Um, just been just been. I've been trying to. Try to fight my way out of this little funk that I'm in. I'm, you know, begging the Lord, restore me, restore me, restore me. And then I, I'm listening to myself on talk to you tonight, right? And so, ouch. Um, I'm listening to myself on talk to you, and I'm like, man, I sound lively on talk to you. And I'm laughing and everything, but truth be told, man, I'm bothered. You know, on the inside of me, I'm hurt. On the inside of me, I'm heavy. But I ask you that because how many times, how many times, do we have to get on there and we preaching and we prophesying and we praying the, 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 all of heaven down? And on the inside, it's like all of hell has us, if that makes sense. It, it, it's like you're, 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 you're lively on the outside, dying on the inside. I, and I wanted to ask that, like, does that make me a phony person, which I know you said that gets on your nerves, and, and Mr. Taylor gets on your nerves, and I don't try to annoy you guys. So 
I, I, I just, I'm like, because. But I mean, when you put it in that aspect, because if that's the case, remember earlier today you asked me what was wrong with me, and I told you nothing. Oh, yeah, you were telling me. Right, go ahead. Yeah, and I told you nothing. And he was like, you don't feel like you. And we never did get into what's wrong with me. No. And I can't say it ain't still wrong with me, but what I'm saying is, now that we put it like that, you're making me think with Dag. Right now, on Talk Shoot, at 18 Central Time, am I being phony? I don't think you are, because it's 618 my time. Um, 818 my time. But, I mean, it's not saying that we are being phony or anything like that. I'm just... But, no, you just made me think about it when you said it, because, you know, but then I feel like, well, Lord, no matter how I feel, it's got to go on, because no matter how Christ felt, he kept it moving. And and also, we was, uh, if anybody is trying to uh, chime in, I see we got one caller, um, Star 8, Star 8 on your phone if you have something to say. Um, But for years, we've been taught that as a leader, you ain't allowed to open your mouth. You just, you got to take it. And take the brunt of it and just keep on pushing, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you might have heard me on Holy of Holy say this all the time. This is my family. You know, when I get amongst them people, I that this is my – these are truly my brothers and my sisters. And if, if I cannot be honest with them, then why in the world am I even a part of this ministry? If, if I can't tell my brothers and sisters in Holy of Holy that, you know, yes, I'm your pastor, but your pastor right now is struggling and he is weak at the moment, you know, if I can't tell them that, then what, what good are you? You know, I, I hate to feel like the leader has to always have the earnest. On, it's not. I, I just, I always look back to Jesus, and I said I never wanted that to happen to me. When he went to the garden against me, and he's in there, and he's praying, and blood is rolling down his face, and he's crying, and he's just scared, and he's worried, and, and nothing's going on, and he's begging the very people that he's ministered to and ministered with, can you please pray with me? And nobody's showing up. I'm sitting here like, I don't, wanna, I don't want no ministry like that. I, I don't. I want, if I'm down, I want to be able to tell them, and they'd be like, Pastor, what garden are you in? And I want to say it, and I'm, what tree are you by? I want to be able to tell them, and they, what, 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 in the middle, the east, the west? I, I want them to come and find me and say, you know what? He has battled for us, so therefore we're going to battle with him. I, I, that's just, I don't know. I, I know. I mean, but there's nothing wrong with but. that feeling. <laughs> but the flip side of that, like, I love the fact I admire the fact that you, you, you treat all the Hollies like family and da-da-da. I do. But on the flip side of that is, man, I ain't going to tell y'all what I'm going through for y'all to hold it against me. Let on it like, no, I'm good. Yeah. So for me is, because you used to get on me about that. <laughs> you You really did. But, you know, when you have been around enough people who you thought were in your corner, but they were not, or they only wanted to know what was going on <laughs> for no apparent reason, not even to pray for you. So for me, it's easier to keep it all in. And that's not a good thing as a leader. I mean, since we're going to be real right now, that's not a good thing at all. But I'd rather do that because then in the end, you end up with someone, again, like we were talking about earlier, who keeps you in your past. So they can't forget where I was when I was going through it. So but I would rather... Is that, what, if, what if that's not that person's fault? What if it's that... You know what? Let's, let's, let's get the call in because I hate when they be like, oh, I got what I was going to say or something like that. So okay. I want to get them in real quick and then we're going to come right back to it. Okay. Go ahead, sir. I've got a question. A question. 
who, where did that saying come from that you shouldn't share your, your situation with your members? Uh, I like I said, it was, yeah, you, you're, if you come up in the church, with the churches that I came up through, you're always taught that as a leader, uh, especially when, I, when you get behind the scenes with other pastors, keep it between you and other pastors. Don't never share this with your members. Okay, I understand, but, but where is that in the word? It's not. Oh, man, that's not in the word. That's why I don't do it. <laughs> okay. And I was wanting that because when, when Paul wrote, Paul told us that he was in jail when he was on house arrest when he wrote the pips. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Uh, Jesus told his disciples exactly how he was going to die. Yes, he did. So why is it that we, we feel that in ministry we can't tell the people, I'm happy? I need, when Jesus felt happy, he went to his disciples and said, come and pray with me. Pray for yep. one hour, and they can do it. Yep. Yes, he did. So, yes, he did. I mean, I think, I don't know why, where did that come from in ministry, but it's like in ministry, the, and that's what people think, that the past is supposed to be this, this, this rock that have no problem, have no issue, and his life is don't have no curve, no nothing. But sometimes the pastor's going, he's the person doing more than anybody else in the church. But then you just don't know. I mean, I hear you, but it's like for me, like I said, is so, so they can for what? So they can just hold it against me in the end. I'd rather just keep it to myself and go through it. And that's all I have. That's how I have been doing because you know to to, to think that your members can can handle it. But your members going through. Mm-hmm. Your members carrying what they carrying. Your members say they got you, but do they really? And they. It's a better question. You know, do they even really understand, or do they even care to understand? Well, you know what? Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, well, we go back to the word. You can go back to Jesus' disciples, because when he was going through and he was praying, they went to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So why tell him if I know you're gonna go to sleep? I'd rather be oh, I'd be okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they went to sleep, right? But but, but it, it, it's strange to me how the way and I read that and I get so excited that it took Jesus to die for them to realize who they were. But see, wait, and that's what I don't want to happen. Do you understand? I don't want to be sleeping in my grave before the people get it. Man, I, uh, I understand that. Ooh, I'm not gonna cry. That that right there. Uh-huh. I mean, so many people, not just Judah, so many people's lives that I've come in contact with. That I look at them like, Lord, even from my mistakes, God, I'm telling you the mistakes. I'm telling these people. I'm not transparent or tell my business just to be doing it. When I tell my business, I put myself out there, it's so they don't make the same mistake. But it's so hurtful because I think about that. I got to die for you to get it. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. You know what? I I, I know what you're saying. Is that for me to go past or? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I remember growing up in church. I've been in church all my life, but I remember when some parents used to get saved, like, and their kids, like, teenagers. And all of a sudden, they want their kids to get saved as soon as they got saved. 
So they trying to force feed this word and force feed this word. And what happened? That child began to rebel because they trying to force this and they trying to really make them eat the Bible. Now you got to and they pull them down to the altar and then the kids begin to rebel. But I was thinking about that today, and I thank God that my parents pretty much took me to church, but they didn't force this down my throat. But they told me the way of the Lord, and I, I know it now. But it's all on God's time. And I so my, my concern is, as long as they get it, before it's too late. I, I, I want to add this as well, man. I want to I wanna add this. Uh, you know, I, I – how can I put it? How can I put this? We were taught what we were taught. And I see there's a call from uh, Maryland. I'm going to get you in a second. We were taught what we were taught, uh, people of God, by people, by men and women who have already been scarred, if I can put it that way. Um, for example, Apostle Grant, every leader that has probably told you that has been a leader that has been hurt by somebody already. Because um, I know the ones that told me that have been hurt. They try to share with certain people, been stabbed in the back, and then, in wisdom, they would say, you know, in wisdom, just listen to me, young man of God. You go one day, the Lord is going to use you. You cannot share things with everybody because they're not going to be able to understand. And you know what? I get that. I get that. Um, but the truth is, sometimes we share certain things with certain people who really are not brother and sister, as we call them. Um, and what I mean by that is, when we are hurt, no matter what, even a woman, let's take a, let's take a woman who's in a marriage and husband treats her wrong. You know what? She, her, her judgment ends up becoming bad at that moment. Why? Because somebody close to me has wronged me. So now she has stepped outside of her, her marital wisdom, and now she'll begin to take counsel with anybody who will listen because I'm hurt. And so uh, think about that pastor who, you know, uh, uh, my first lady didn't do something wrong to me. And now I go and try to talk to my members and say, listen, you know, this and this and this and this. Now that member done went and said something negative about me. Now it's like, you know what, I can't talk to nobody. Forget everybody. Don't give your business to nobody because they can't help you. You know, they only going to talk bad about you. Keep it to yourself. But do you understand that there are so many pastors that have killed themselves by keep, from keeping it to themselves because they have no one to go through other than the Lord? And I'm not saying that the Lord cannot help you. I totally get that he can. With a whole 100% of my heart, I know that he has saved my life over and over again. But would it have been nice? to have a Condre, to have a Johnny Shields, to have a Brandon Lott, to have a Darren Johnson, to have a Jay Hall, to have these brothers, this Brandon Brown, or Jeremy Wright, to have these brothers around me to go through that. Yes, because every once in a while you do want to talk to somebody that's physically there. But always remember, everybody you talk to is not always going to be your brother and sister. And even in your hurt, you still have to use discernment because your hurt and your pain will cause you to speak to anybody. And anybody ain't somebody that you need to be talking to. It, it needs to be somebody that literally knows the Lord, that you know their life and their relationship with the Lord, and if they don't have one themselves, you got no business even sharing your business with them in the first place. That's our fault, not theirs, because they already showed that they weren't trustworthy. But because we were hurt, we decided to talk to them anyway. That's, that's our fault. That's our but fault. it's funny because, and I know we got callers in queue, but that's where it came from when I met you. And you called me that day, and you said, the Lord said, da 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 and you're going to talk to me. And in my head, I'm going, I don't know this man. I would tell him nothing. And then I ended up pouring out everything. But it felt good to finally be a part of somewhere and something that is real, if that makes sense. You know, I, 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 I have been around leaders and people who just did not live up to the part. 
You know, and if I could touch back on what uh, Minister Condre said about, you know, you see the word in them. People used to always say I put pastors on the pedestal, and I didn't. I just wanted you to live right in front of me. I begged one of my leaders to quit committing adultery, live right in front of me. I begged that man because that's all I wanted. I didn't have no leaders on no pedestal. I just wanted you to live right. I knew you wasn't living right. I knew you was teaching me wrong. You know, so it 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 uh, I don't know. It just and now I'm learning how to open up to certain people and you're right. You're right. Certain people I can't call everybody brother, sister, daughter, son. I can't do it. Cuz I'm learning everybody ain't that. And you can make the mistake of thinking that everybody is your family, but everybody ain't your family. Not at all. Just because they're a member of your church, I mean, they're a member of the body of Christ. And I always tell, I told another pastor that, you know, the Lord Himself said, "Who is my mother and who is my brother, except for those that do the will of my Father." And if you're looking to talk to somebody who don't even follow the will of God, who are you really talking to? Who are you really right. talking to? But let me go, let me go, let me go to the last. I know we've right. been sitting in here for a while. Let's go ahead, uh, call it. Go ahead. Hi. Good afternoon. Um, I just want to say that I'm enjoying the call so far. And um, I just wanted to comment on uh, with what Apostle Grant was saying about um, talking to everybody. And I heard Pastor Jay, I believe, was saying what he was taught when he was young and not sharing everything with his members. And um, I'm just going to touch bases on that because I understand that totally. And Mm -hmm. there's a different reason why some will say that because sometimes people, everybody cannot handle what you may pour out onto them. And what I mean by that, some people are still babes, and even though they may have been in, in the church, and I'm saying church, in the church building setting, that doesn't mean that they're mature enough to handle your issue. Like you said, they oh. must have discernment. They do have to have discernment. Some come in there, and they've been, they've been in church for years, but they don't. that doesn't mean that they have matured in Christ. And so when you tell them, or you begin to be transparent, as we call it, they can't handle that, and that may be too much for them. That's just like dating a person. So it's the same thing for our church members. So we have to be very selective when we begin to be transparent, as we call it, with our members. Likewise, it, you know, I don't tell everybody what's going on with me, and I had this this pet peeve with it before, and I remember going to the God, going to God always in prayer with it because I find that I can't go to pastors anymore like I used to because pastors seem to have a gossiping spirit. It, it is what it is. They, you know, mm-hmm. they take your information and they want to use it against you. And so the Lord has me constantly in prayer. You know, when I have an issue, I have to go to him. Oh, I would love to have a voice that I can talk to and say, okay, this is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to say this. And, and I'll be honest with you now, God has connected me back with the person that used to pray for me constantly and we're now in connection again so I can speak with her and I don't have to worry about her judging me Amen. so much as that. I got a problem with this one and this leader and this one and what should I do? How should I handle it? How should I confront them? Etc. So I thank God for that. But I believe that God will always place someone in your life that you can be 100 as we call it. Well, we can be transparent with. Well, we don't have to disclose all our information. 
with everyone, not even always with our members, because sometimes it's just too much for them. And sometimes even though they don't display it at that time, they take that information back home to their families or their husbands because I'm married. And so depending on what you hear coming from your from your leader's mouth, you know, sometimes we come home and say, mm, I don't heard this, and then you begin to look at your husband or your wife, and you look at them sideways and say, well, hey, if they're doing this, or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> because I know my husband go hear other leaders, and he look at me sideways now, and I say, baby, wait a minute, that's not me. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's not me. <laughs> so I deal with that on a constant basis, and my husband is here to tell you, and I have to fight that demon all the time and not saying him, it's the spirit because of what other leaders, they so transparent and saying, well, this, that, and the third, and I have to deal with it. And so sometimes it's not always good to be transparent, though we would like to, but it's not always good because then you got your, your mate coming back home and looking at you like, okay, this, is this how they really, no, that's not how yep. I do. I'm not that leader. That's not me. That's not me at all. And so that's all I wanted to touch base on. But that is my issue because I have a problem with leaders that can't hold water. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. They cannot hold water. You know, you you made a vow unto God. You made a vow unto God. And some things are just not to leave that death. You should just, and preaching across the pulpit. I, I hate it. The yeah, I hate that. I can't stand it. I I detest it. I cannot. I, I just. I cannot stand it. Lord, help me with it. I've been praying about it. I said, Lord, please shut it down. I cannot stand it and tearing up the members from the pulpit. I just. Mm-hmm. I, I, it detests me. It. I just get up and walk out. I lie to y'all now. I'm, I'm being honest. I'm keeping it real. I get <laughs> up. I walk out the church. I will not tolerate it because you tearing up the people of God. They're not. Yes, they're your members, but they're ultimately God's people, and you do yes. not have the right to tear up God's people, not behind, not from behind that sacred death. You do not yes. have the right to do that. So that was all I wanted mm-hmm. to say. Amen. 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 You know, oh, that, that, you know what? I know we got another caller, but I do, I want to touch on what you said, and that's the absolute truth. One thing uh, I've heard from a lot of people in my own ministry, I've come from other churches who, and they would say to me all the time, you know, I'm like, why are you even here? And they're like, well, you know, you have a, you have a, um, you have a, uh, I'm like, oh, what? What's going on? You ever been to a church and you know the pastor's talking about you? And I said, I felt that way. I didn't know it. And they would say, well, I knew it was me because I just got done talking to him about it. And next thing I know, it's a sermon about it. And so I was like, oh, wow. You know, um, I don't, I, I can't speak to nobody else's ministry. I can speak to my own. Um, and I try to keep it as family as possible uh, in Holy of Holies. And one thing I always tell them is, if you're going to talk to me, that's it. There's times where I will talk to a husband and a wife who don't see eye to eye, and I might talk to the husband, the husband might say some things that I know I can't go back and talk to this wife about because it's going to end up in a fight. So there's certain things that as a, as a leader, period, when God calls you to be, you got to have the wisdom to know certain things that I spoke to you about have to be between you, that individual, and the Lord himself. That's, that's it. And you can't go talking to nobody else. You shouldn't. I, I can never, if, 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 I love you, my sister. I love you with all my heart. But let, let a minister Congress say, oh, no, I'm not going to use you. Let, let, I'm going to use somebody random because I don't want nobody, wife, and nothing to think I'm talking about. That. But I, if, if, if Brother Dave, I don't got a Dave in my ministry. If Brother Dave calls me and says, Pastor, I just cheated on my wife and, you know, I'm struggling, 
I, you know where I can call you, Apostle Greg, and say, oh, my God, this man, I'm teasing on his wife. I can't tell you that. There's certain things that just have to stay between God, that individual, and myself, because other than that, if I don't, if I can't even, if you can't even trust your leader, why are you even in church? Why? Well, I hate the word church, but quote unquote, why are you even in this ministry? In in, in general, I love what she just said, but uh, apostle, before I get to the next call, you got anything you want to say? I just say I agree with all of the above. I don't believe that I, I've been. I just say in B. I say in B. B is all of the above. <laughs> I just. You know, I can honestly say I have been I <laughs> the particular ministry in Chicago, and my best friend here went with me to church, and I was leaving the church anyway. But you knew? Uh huh. You knew it? What? Go ahead. Let me stop talking. I forgot we're from the same city. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, and so we had, uh, was at church, and I was leaving anyway, and it was always the mess going on, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, we're sitting in there. I was the topic of all the testimonies. <laughs> it got real ugly, and then I had became the topic of the sermon, and I cried. I said that through that. And my friend who was a minister, he was like, let's go. And I'm like, nope, I'm not going out like this. But I cried. I cried and I cried. And after I went through that, one of the things I promised God is I would never, I don't ever want to be that leader. I don't ever want to be that leader because I know how that feels. I know how it feels when you talk to somebody and your business is everywhere. But you my pastor. I should be able to tell you, I should be able to trust you. Not you, but the God in you. And I don't believe that you should sit where you can't trust your leader. Because if I can't trust you, I'm eventually not going to have respect for you. That's just me. That's true. That's I'm true. not going to respect you if I can't trust you. And so, you know, that's, I know we got another caller, but that's another pet peeve of mine. You'll sit in a ministry where you have no respect for the leader, but you'll sit there. For what? To make that leader's life miserable? <laughs> mm, we'll go somewhere. That's another topic for another day. <laughs> uh, I... You can uh, answer my question. <laughs> you know what? I'm a, I can speak for my. Eh, I'm gonna say for me. I've sat in a church where I didn't trust my leader, not to make that life miserable, but because honestly, since I didn't know where else to go, you know, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to get up and walk brand new into another church. I didn't want to have to do that again. And you know, if this leader just hurt me, what makes you know uh, uh, new life, hope of, of sanctuary glory down the street any different? But what if you have other outlets? What if you have other places you could have went? Why would you sit there? Because this is not something that everybody's going to understand, but I'm speaking about my life. Mm -hmm. I sat in a church, and I was really being talked about really, really bad, and I knew I was. um, I was depressed, but I still kept doing what I thought to do. I was young at the time, and I was taught that, you know, if you don't do works in the church, you don't make it in. That's what I was taught when I was younger. And so I always felt, okay, I got to move some pews. I got to clean some bathrooms, paint some ceilings, uh, pull some weeds outside around the church. Do I mind helping out the church? Not at all. But I was thinking this is, I, this is something you have to do to get in. If you do not do this, you don't make it. So I, I was doing all these things. And so my thing was my mother came to, to visit me uh, at the church that I was attending, and I told you this story. I dropped from 185 down to 130 in weight. And I was so depressed, beyond depressed. And my mother would tell me, you need to leave. It's time for you to go. And my response to my mother was, Mom, I can't go. Why not? Because God didn't tell me to. I was too afraid to leave because I was afraid I would let the Lord down. Wow. You know, 
And um, that was me. That was just me. I was too afraid. I'm, and you, that's me even today. I'm scared of failing him. Yeah. And if you ever want me to, to tear up, you know, let the Lord tell me I messed up or I failed him. I will break. I'm a baby. I will break will down you, because I messed. Go ahead. Will you support somebody that you don't respect or trust? I did it. I, I did it. I did. I supported now, it. Now, I'm talking I, about right I, now. It. Right now to this day? Right now. The place you are right now. If you know that you don't trust this person, you don't you you don't trust nothing. Yeah, because that Yahweh see, here's my thing. You're, you're asking me if I trust them. I well, if, if the Lord, I mean, I'm saying okay. Well, now let me word it that way. It, would you support somebody that? It's kind of hard for me to ask this question, but would you support somebody? You wouldn't support somebody that you know wasn't right. Period. So let me put it that way. If they always showed you that they were not right, you wouldn't support them, right? No, I would not support them, but I also would not come against them. I would, he would have to tell me. Right, know, now, I don't mean come against them, but I mean you wouldn't support them. I wouldn't be in a church if that's what you have to. Okay. All right. You can get our Arizona caller. Okay. Let's go to Arizona. I am in Arizona. It might be me. Let's see. <laughs> go ahead, caller. Might be shy. Hey, I've been doing tonight. Oh. <laughs> What's going hey, on, brother? Bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been waiting patiently. Apostle Grant. <laughs> Hey. Jay, Minister Condre, I've been waiting, <laughs> but you know I made it. I'm like, oh, that's me. No, that's not me. That's somebody else. They got me. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, but what I what I want to share because you know I was I wasn't really in tune with uh talk show today, but my wife had it on speaker, and I'm like, yeah, let me see that phone. I got I got to talk. I I wasn't even like in tune like you know I normally be because I was driving, but and we was in a grocery store. But what I wanted to say was. I'm going to go out there and grab it, and then we can take off. What I wanted to say was that um, I was I was listening. And the thing with when it comes to, you know, how, how Apostle Grant says, you know, like sharing stuff with the members and, and stuff like that, Pastor always does this. But, you know, I, I like he always this always happens. He never fails. He takes words from my mouth, and he puts them out there. And I'd be like, I, I was just meant to say, but I'm still going to say it. Um, <laughs> you know, that's what we're here for. You know, if the pastor or the apostle, you know, or whoever it is that our leader doesn't tell us anything and something happens to them, how are we supposed to, you know, cope with that, you know? And I understand what Apostle Grant is saying about, you know, well, you know, I just I, I can't trust you or trust this. And that's where it comes into where you being the head in the in Yeshua speaking to you, letting you know who it is and who is able to take what you're going through and handle. Because I always I'm not going to say I always, but from months ago, like probably like two months ago, I just had a shift in the, you know, in the spirit. And now I come to my pastor, like, what, what is it, pastor, that you're going through? Because now I tell Yeshua, if he can't trust me as his, you know, under him, then what am I used for? Am I just used to come to him? Am I just used to just tell him I need this, I need that, I need prayer for this, I need this and that? No, I don't want to be used for that. I want to grow. And if I'm not growing I'm not doing anything for Yeshua, nor am I doing anything for my the, the man that's above me. So my main thing is I'll come to pastor expecting for him to trust me as his brother, as his friend, and as his sheep, you know, because he's my shepherd, just like David. You know, he had sheep that he was in love with. He had his favorite. He had certain ones that was going through this, certain ones that didn't listen. So me as being one of his sheep, I come to my pastor and I say, Pastors, that, and I don't have oh, to tell me everything. No, I say pastors, anything that I can pray for. Because it's not too much I can do physical, 
but I know I can go to Yeshua in prayer, and when pastor tell me stuff, it makes me feel like he trusts me. You know, but when I, I hear what you were saying, Apostle Grant, is that it's certain ones you can't trust because that's just like family. That's just like girlfriend, boyfriend. You can't trust your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You can't trust your brother, your blood, but you can trust this stranger at work more than you can trust them. So I get where you're coming from about the trusting when they're like, hey, you know, I can tell them, but I can't tell them. I feel like if I'm asking and I see you going through something because it's like you could just tell when – Someone you love is just going through it, you know, and it's just like, hey, you know, I'm just, you know, it's not about me right now. It's, a, it's about you. Well, what's going on? And if they choose not to say anything, still going to pray for you because I've been praying for the sermon and I see something ain't right here. So that's just where I've come to where I'm saying as a member and holy of holies and that apostle, but pastor, apostle Jay, if, he, if he's going through something, I will feel that. I feel that it's it's needed for us to know so we know what to go to Yeshua about because if he's carrying it all by himself, just like he said, as he can end up taking too much on and then something happening to him other than telling somebody in the in the uh, ministry, you know, hey, I'm going through this, I'm going through that, and, you know, I just need prayer. But that's where it came into what I said earlier. You know Yeshua and you know his voice. So it's like Yeshua tell you, no, nah, that's not, no, nah, he's, he's still a babe. He's still not, if he's still a babe, no, nah, she's not there. You can trust, yeah, you can trust such and such. And then that's where it goes into play, like, the, when it comes into trusting the members and trusting your sheep. I hope I didn't say too much in one, one, you know, in, in all in one bunch. No, you're okay. And I, and I get exactly what you're saying, brother. And I oh, will say this. I want to say this. Um. I do try to keep, like I said, this ministry, I try to keep it as, as family-oriented as possible. Do I tell everybody within my ministry everything is going on? No. No, I don't. Um, truth be told, a lot of times people won't even know what is wrong with me, and you'll think that I'm perfectly okay. Um, one of the people I do share things with is Brother Darren. Um, I do share things with him um, all the time. I share things with Brother Darren, uh, things that are going on with me. And I don't share it with you. Uh, I don't share it with him because I'm bored and I just want to tell him whatever I'm going on in my life. No. I share it with him because I pray concerning him. And I had to know that I could trust you. Um, you have proven yourself. The Bible says, you know, you can't be a friend unless you show yourself friendly. Well, you can't be trusted unless you show yourself trustworthy. And you have done both. And so with that being said, I feel completely comfortable sharing things with certain people, you know, Darren, Jesse, uh, certain people I know I can go to. And then there's others who are not ready. And I can't go to you because you're not ready to, to hold water. Or uh, uh, as my sister said earlier, you're just not ready to hold anything. You're not even trying to carry your own issues. And so if, um, if I come to you and try to put my baggage on you and you can't even carry your own baggage, what's going to happen? You're going to get weighed down, you're going to give up, and you're going to feel as though there ain't no hope. So therefore, certain people I do not talk to at all because I know they can't handle it or because I know I can't trust them. And there's other people who I do go to because I know they can handle it and I can trust them. So, but that's, that's my outlook on it, Apostle. I don't know about how you, how you feel. <laughs> Uh, if you put it that way, then, yeah, I mean, there's certain people you know you can talk to and there's certain people you can't, you know, and I'm learning that. You know, I used to be one that wanted to trust everybody. But when you done been burned so many times, you learn. Oh, you learn. <laughs> so, you know, no, I don't tell everybody everything because, truth be told, you're right. If you can't handle your own issues, how you can handle mine? You want to kill yourself about your stuff. 
then my stuff will probably just take you right on over on the edge. <laughs> That's true. I mean, let me just keep it real. We we being run on it. I ain't in the. We keeping it real, because people don't understand the level of things that leaders go through. Y'all look at leaders and y'all think we just got it going on. Y'all don't know the many nights we cry, or you might know and just don't care. Because I know somebody will say, "Well, I know, you know, I just be praying." Well, sometimes we need more than you just praying. Sometimes to call, like you said, and say, are you all right? I picked up on you. I'll call my members in a minute. What you doing? Nothing. You all right? Yeah. Quit lying. I just prayed. Da, 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 da. Then they'll tell me. Yeah. I don't expect them to be able to do that. But what I do expect is, are you all right, Apostle? No, not really. Well, come on, Apostle, let's pray. Don't ask me. Let's just pray. But if you can't handle your own stuff, if you flipping off all the time or you got an attitude all the time or you irritated all the time or you going off on Facebook all the time, or how are you going to really? Yep. You can't carry my stuff. You can't because you carry all your stuff to Facebook. Can I, can I, can I add this to what you're saying here? Yeah, I always ask, I, I always ask people this question because you just said something I think is key. And uh, Sister Earlier said the same thing. You know, some people cannot carry, you know, what we have on us, and they, they, don't, they, they just don't have the strength to do it, spiritual strength. Uh, that's not a knock on anybody. Because right. if I can be honest, back in the day, before I got to where I am right now, I could, my pastor couldn't tell me nothing because, honestly, it would weigh me down. You know, I, I'm already struggling. I can't find a job back then. It was, I'm already going through little things, and I'm, I was 18, 19 years old, and then he come to dump on me, you know, well, you know, the, the church owes this many bills and da 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 <laughs> I can't look here. I don't. I can't do nothing with that. I don't know what to do with that. Um, but I find it quite funny. I find it quite uh, quite funny that you know Jesus had how many disciples? Well, how many of them helped him carry that cross up the up the hill? Hmm. <laughs> Did nobody even try? Uh, even with that being said, they knew. Even the Roman soldiers knew who really been walking with Jesus. They knew who they seen with him before in the past. How come none of them were in the area to even help that man carry that cross up the rest of the way? Why did they have to find somebody out the crowd? Wow. And I've thought about this many a time. And I always say to people, when they ask me, it's like, oh, you know, well, well, uh, I can help you, I can help you. My thing is, just because you think you can, because trust and believe. The Lord places everybody in a certain position for a reason. You are always in your correct position for a reason. If you're going through something, I'm ministering to myself. If you're going through something, you are going through it for a reason. And sometimes what you're going through is for literally just to reposition you, reposition your eyesight, your footsteps, your hands, your heart. Put you in a certain place to get ready for your next step or your next place. But my thing is this. It, why weren't the disciples in position to help their Lord carry his cross up the rest? Why did they have to find another random man instead of people that's already been walking with him? Were they not ready? Could they not carry? Remember he said, can you drink from the cup? Can we drink? Can you drink from the cup? Right, and I drink right, from? Right. Apparently not. You know, and so with that being said, even if, if the Lord had to go through that, if he had to go through the Garden of Gethsemane and nobody could come and pray with him, they all were too sleepy. If he had to carry that cross up there, after they watched him get beat 39 times, they saw it. They saw it, and yet none of them still was there to help. And none of them was there to help him carry that cross number. They seen what happened to him, 
and none of them helped them carry it, it goes to show you that even today there will be people in your life that are just not capable of carrying the weight that you have to carry. And sometimes you just got to step one step after the other. Don't mean that God ain't got somebody in position that's willing to help you. But if you don't keep moving, if you don't put that cross number on your back, beaten and all, and just say one step, one step, one step, one step, you got to keep moving until that person that the Lord has placed in position is within your vicinity to come and help you. Because if you keep on looking for help, you're going to find the wrong help. But if you let God bring the help, that help will be the, the, the correct person, the correct uh, person for the time, the season, and the reason that you are going through. But a lot of times we look to help in all the wrong places, and that causes us a problem. That's but, true. And see, I if I can add to that, I got to add to that. I, oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. You needed to say that because now that I think about it, when you put it that way, you're right. I ain't no better than my Savior. So if he didn't have nobody in position, but then my thing is, and I say this to those that want to be in position, because you got some that really do want to try, <laughs> and then they get frustrated with you because you won't tell them. But, baby, we know what you can and can't handle. I would be a very inconsiderate leader if I dump on you knowing you can't handle it. Yeah. Knowing that you can't. Why would I do that? And I do. I take it into consideration, you know, and I've had to learn that, you know. So now I I do have my select few that I talk to. But, yeah, in the beginning, like I said, I used to hold everything in. So I was an unhealthy leader holding everything in because of what I've been taught. And what you've been taught is going to send you straight to hell some days. Sure, and you can't get it mixed up because I'm going to say this, and I mean it with my whole heart. Love will make you feel like a superhero. (laughs) And what I mean by that is you can love your leader so much that all of a sudden you feel like empowered. Why? Because the Bible says that God is love. So, therefore, if you actually have true love in you, you begin to feel the spirit of God well up in you, and you gain some type of strength from that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like being down. My wife will tell me if she's down or whatever, she's like, one simple I love you from you, a genuine one will bring my change my whole day. And it's true. But just because you love your leader so much and you feel empowered at that moment, trust and believe us. We know that what you're going through. We know your bills got to be paid. We know that you laid on your rent. We know that your children ain't been listening and they got kicked out of daycare. We know that that uh, every bill that you got is late and that your, your husband is about to cheat on you. These are things that we probably spoke to you about and we know what you're going through at that time. And because you love us, we do understand that you feel empowered at that moment. But what happens when the love fades? Because that happens. That happens. Love does fade. Ask the most, the most seasoned of married couples. And they'll tell you that they had to find a way to keep rekindling that love, re-sparking it right. over and over again because it does begin to the, – the, even the greatest of fires will burn out if you never put water on it. You ain't got to touch it. Eventually, it will burn out. It's going to lose things to actually catch on to. So when that uh, flame of love begins to begin to wane down and now as a member, you're like, yeah, I got you, Pastor, and I'm praying for you, Pastor, and, you know, I got your back, and you all fired up. But then the day later, That's you know, you turn on right. Now that bill is, is late notices. I got to be kicked out. Now all of a sudden, you don't care about oh, I got to pray for Pastor Day. No, now you right. care about what I'm gonna do with my family, what I'm gonna do with my wife. Now I'm you need Pastor so. to pray for you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So sometimes we do hold back because we understand that there are some things that you are going through right now, and even though you feel superhuman, you're probably not. <laughs> you know, but have to die on the truth, Apostle Grant. We have three minutes. We have three minutes. I had fun talking about this topic. Um, 
Is there anything you want to add? Uh, uh, final. No, let me go first. You always go first. Um, <laughs> I want to go first. I want to go first. Final, final, final. What is it? What do we call it? Final. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I was final remarks. Why is wrong with me? Final thoughts. Oh, uh, from church. <laughs> yeah, you know. Final, final thoughts from me. Final remarks. Whatever. Um, honestly, y'all, I'm gonna leave it out. I'm gonna leave it with this. Just because something does get on your nerves doesn't mean you have to react. It doesn't mean you have to lose your uh, self-esteem, lose your character and who God has created you to be. Um, I get frustrated seeing some of my members or even somebody else's members or just somebody who claims to know the Lord and they act out based off of what is bothering them or what gets on their nerves. So I'm going to tell you a little secret that I've learned. When you feel as though overburdened or something's really bothering you or it's really heavy, a lot of times Facebook is not their outlet. A lot of times Twitter is not their outlet and Snapchat is not their outlet. A lot of times calling your best friend is not their outlet. I'm going to help you out. The first thing you do when something begins to get on your nerves, you need to get on your knees and literally begin to pray. As I told you guys earlier, I've been heavy all week, and I found myself in my garage, and all I could do was lean up against my car and just cry, just cry, listening to a song called Restore Me by uh, Anthony Evans. It just came on, and I just cried, and I cried, and I cried. But I promise you, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't even have the strength to get on this line tonight. There was nothing nobody else could do for me. Because anything anybody else can do is an added benefit. But what Christ does, nobody can replace. Always remember that. Go ahead, Apostle. Um, well, first, let me thank my sister, Pastor Catrice, for joining us tonight. That was a head of remarks. So thank you, sis. Um, I enjoyed this topic. It opened my eyes to a whole lot of things. It really did. Um, but if I could tell you anything, just, I, I'm going back to what something that was said earlier. Every action don't need a reaction. If you just stay on your face, <laughs> God will take care of the rest. But we got to get to that place. Think, you don't think things got under Yahweh's skin? You don't think things got on his nerves? They did. But we have to look at how he handled everything. I always say my Savior had a sarcastic. He was sarcastic and he had a smart mouth. I always say that about my Yahweh. But at the end of the day, we can't allow the things that get under our skin to pull us out of character. So if I could tell you anything tonight, if you in his character, don't let nothing pull you out. If you ain't carrying his character, and get there so you can quit acting out of character. So. Well, um, with that being said, uh, as you guys know, we usually go through the weekly schedule. Tomorrow night, there is no wiser power. Um, no wiser power tomorrow night. Um, Wednesday night, gentlemen, um, any fellas that are left on this line, uh, and you, if you know any men that know how to pray, Wednesday night, we will be on the Sons of Jacob line. The men will be praying and covering the women. We will be uh, praying for the ladies in our lives and ladies around the world. We will be praying for the women, just men. Men, uh, we will be praying. Our ladies, you are welcome. You are welcome to get online. If you just want to hear prayer going up on your behalf, please get on there. We don't need you guys to say anything. Just mute your phone. And the men will be praying on behalf of the women on Wednesday night. Okay, so that's October the 12th. Wednesday, it'll be uh, 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 blah, 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 8 Central, uh, 6 uh, Mountain Time, and 9 on the East Coast is when we begin. 
I am starting promptly at those times. So uh, we're going to get rolling. Praying for the women. Ladies, you are more than welcome. Men, come ready to pray. Come ready to pray. Pray your heart out. Pray your heart out. Um, Thursday, of course, is Holy of Holies. I'll be preaching this Thursday night. Oh, Holy of Holies, right after leave Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is Judah. Uh-huh. The wait. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I've been no, you didn't know. We changed it today. Um, Judah's only having one service and that's Saturday. I'm not even a member of Judah. I don't even know when it's going to be. No, that All just right. happened today. Uh-huh. They just found out today that's over. I apologize. No, it's okay. I don't, I, you know, I always know late. Um, so, <laughs> that being said, I take that back. It will just be Saturday. I, I have no clue who's free. I'm not even going to say anything. Go ahead, Apostle. You know what? Stop it. Saturday at 5 p.m., Judah will be in Sabbath. Uh, we, we moved the way to the chefs to the first weekend in November. The following next Friday, though, we are doing um, the way to the chefs that Friday. Um, <laughs> my daughter, one of my daughters, will be bringing the word. I won't say who at the moment, but one of my it's not Kayla. <laughs> one of my daughters will be bringing the word, and then the first weekend November, weekend in November, is when we're doing the way to the chefs with Tyrone, Kayla, and Cedric. Um, so with that being said, all Judah has this week is Saturday at five. All right. Uh, so we got it Saturday at five. Men, I'm gonna repeat it. Men, Wednesday we are praying for the ladies. Ladies, you are more than welcome. I usually don't invite the ladies on the men's line, but you guys can come on there. Uh, you know, keep your phones muted, and uh, the men will be praying on behalf of the women across this nation, um, across this 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 entire earth. Uh, we will be praying for the ladies, uh, mothers, fathers, grandmothers. I mean, mothers. Aunts, grandmothers, uh, <laughs> sisters, daughters, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, we'll be praying for the ladies as men. We'll be taking our rightful place as a priest of the home. We'll be praying for the ladies. Um, with that being said, our hearts and minds are clear. Uh, Apostle Grant, as you would say on Judah, I'm leaving your hands for the uh, final remarks and the benediction. Oh, and my God. Remember, we're not here next Monday, but we'll be here the following Monday. Um, so it's been real. Thank you guys for coming. Eternal Father, we love you, we praise you, we magnify, worship, and adore you. We thank you for this time of sharing, Father. We thank you for even opening our eyes to some things, oh God. Now, God, as we leave this place, oh God, we ask that you be with us, be with all of us, Father, in Jesus' name. God, I ask that you strengthen each and every one of us. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I ask that you would just continue to have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name, I do so pray. Amen. 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 God bless everybody. You all have a blessed uh, rest of the week. Be safe out there. Everybody's unmuted and everything. So God bless you all. God God bless everybody. God bless you. Amen. Good night. Good night, sis. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.